0: It feels like I haven't seen you in a while.
1: I know, and you had a very high stakes long weekend, yeah, I didn't did. you? Yeah, you yeah, had yeah, very high stakes.
0: Yeah, um, it's kind of like um, practicing for when one of your children brings someone home for you to meet. Mm. Uh, except it wasn't mm. there; it was meeting my girlfriend's mum's new dog.
1: A- and how did it go? Did you win?
0: I-, I I think so. You gave me advice before I left. Do you remember?
1: Treats. Tummy rubs.
0: Treats and belly rubs, yeah. And there were lots and of And non
1: stop, like just just this constant cycle of the those. Endless font of
0: belly rubs, yeah. And and, um, and what happened? I had her in the palm of my hand by the end of the night. Uh by the end of the weekend rather.
1: Result. How
0: about you? What you how did you you went you, you went travelling for the long weekend as well, didn't you?
1: Oh I went travelling. Uh on my big OE. Uh-huh. Except instead of uh, Euro,
0: it was Toboar. It was Toboy. Same,
1: same. Nice. Uh, windy, cold, but lovely, Yeah. you know, with the fam.
0: Did you do the thing where you try to hit the golf ball onto the float no, in the middle of the I lake? Haven't. No, I not Ted plays I a bit of golf, did not
1: didn't he? Ted loves a bit of golf, yeah. and I don't even know if he's done it. Uh, yeah. Maybe one... When- Maybe one for the next trip. Kia ora, this is
0: Newsable, I'm Emil,
1: And I'm Imogen, and this is what's worth talking about. It seems like most of the world is under the threat of a heat wave right now, with some cities hitting 48 degrees. So, what's driving it?
0: Also, Hollywood superstars walk off the job over pay and the looming threat of AI. So, what does this mean for the future of TV?
1: New research on how teenagers perceive their bodies show the super skinny ideal is out, but have things gone too far the other way?
0: And political slogans. Why are they so lame? And are we ready for the lameness this election season?
1: What a question. We've got all that coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support.
0: Deadly heat waves, deadly flash flooding, and wildfires. They're all two familiar headlines these days, and they're all happening all at the same time, all in different parts of the world.
1: Europe is sizzling as temperatures head well into the 40s. California is once again battling wildfires. And at least 20 people have been killed in South Korea after heavy, heavy rain. So what's going on? And should we be treating these as warnings here in New Zealand? Ben Noel is a meteorologist at NIWA and is here to chat. Kia ora, Ben.
2: Kia ora. Thanks again for having me today.
1: Let's talk heat first. The Northern Hemisphere is an absolute sauna at the moment. What places are getting the worst of it?
2: Yeah, so we've got heat across multiple continents in the Northern Hemisphere. So right now, uh, Sunday in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, looking at Death Valley, so the inland deserts of California, uh, the hottest temperature there on record uh, is 54, over 54 degrees Celsius. Now on Sunday, we may in fact potentially tie or break that record over 54 degrees Celsius in Death Valley, California. But it's not just North America. Um, it's uh, Europe as well. Uh, we have seen the uh, temperatures uh, records falling uh, in the UK. They have their warmest June on record. Uh, as we look ahead to the upcoming week, we see Rome, Italy, uh, expecting temperatures um, upwards of 42 degrees Celsius. And it's not just these extreme daytime temperatures. I think people often forget um, the nighttime is usually when we get relief from these heat extremes. And what has been going on, is the nights have not been particularly cool. We've seen night after night, places like Spain, where the temperature's not dipping below 20 degrees Celsius. And it's not just been for a couple of days or one week. Some of these places, it's week after week after week of excessive heat. Bean, what's the reason
0: for this? Is this like an El Nino thing? Is it a climate change thing? Is it kind of a freak combination of factors or sort of all of the above?
2: It is an all of the above kind of situation. But, you know, if we look to kind of the... The engine room of the atmosphere. You're often looking at ocean patterns, patterns of temperature in the ocean, both at the ocean surface and uh, down deep as well, as being key kind of drivers or, or helping to form the types of prevailing weather patterns that are being experienced. And what we are seeing in the in the ocean uh, in many places is unprecedented. So that it makes seeing the the situation on land a little bit less surprising, no less concerning. Um, but we do know that the ocean has been kind of Uptaking a lot of the warming. Now, about it's been estimated up to 90% of the warming that's occurred uh due to climate change has been kind of taken up by the ocean. And now the oceans are kind of telling us, well, we're we've taken up a lot of this heat already. We're gonna have to kind of start to release this, and you're gonna start to feel this on land. You know, you have the whole Pacific is uh going into an El Nino, the first one since 2015, and the warming that is going on in the Equatorial Pacific puts it right up. Now, with some of the strongest El Nino events we have seen, now it is only July, and El Nino tends to peak later in the year, but if we look at the pace of travel in 2023 and compare that with the big El Nino events, let's say 2015, 1997, same time in 1982, what we see is that 2023 is kind of stacking up right near those really those events that went on to become quite strong. And the stronger the event turns, the more of an impact it can have on the global climate system. So El Niño is certainly playing a role, and then the, the kind of the other component is climate change. It's the long-term tailwind to our air temperatures and sea temperatures. So there's high confidence with climate change that we're going to see an increase in the heat extremes and that's exactly what we're seeing whether it's here in in new zealand or whether it's, um you know parts of the northern hemisphere uh, this is a trend that has been ongoing for years and what can happen is now that we have this el nino which tends to be associated with heat extremes ac- across the planet when you start to stack up these ingredients um kind of like this I guess, climate driver hamburger, if you will. Um, you have the, you know, El Nino is kind of the meat, and then, you, you know, you can see that, you know, the cheese is 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 the climate change component, and you've and you, and you got all these different drivers kind of stacked up on top of each other, and they are all kind of leading to what we are experiencing um, in terms of our weather patterns, which have been quite extreme.
0: Ben from NIWA, thanks very much for your time today.
2: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: Now, we are going to explain what a massive strike by Hollywood actors could mean for your favourite shows in just a minute. But remember, if you want to get in touch, you can find us on TikTok or Instagram. Just search up Newsable NZ. And if you want to go old school, you can send us an email as well, newsableatstuff.com dot, co dot nz. but as i alluded to just then hollywood's biggest names have walked off the job en masse over stalled negotiations between the actors union and the studios which make content and this of course follows in the footsteps of the writers union whose members went on strike about six weeks ago the union here is the screen actors guild american federation of television and radio artists Yeah, which has the snazzy title of SAG-EFTRA, which sounds like a character from the Stargate series. And its uh, president is Fran Drescher, who you may or may not remember as the nasally-voiced nanny in the 90s sitcom The Nanny. Uh, She's delivered a stinging broadside to studio bosses.
3: Shame on them. They stand on the wrong side of history at this very moment. The entire business model has been changed by streaming, digital, AI. This is a moment of history that is a moment of truth. You have to wake up and smell the coffee. We are labor and we stand tall and we demand respect. And to be honored for our contribution, you share the wealth because you cannot exist without us.
1: Just quickly, as a side note, after people found out that she was the the woman sort of leading the charge here, it turned out heaps of people just didn't know about the nanny as a TV series. Did
0: it make you feel old a little bit?
1: Well, I know. It made me upset that people have missed out on watching great show. Anyway, sorry, sorry.
0: No, it sounds like you are keen to do some talking, Imogen. Uh, So (laughs) tell us about this. What do the actors want?
1: Well, in short, No surprises for guessing the answer here, more money. But before you throw your phone across the room, obviously Hollywood stars are paid millions per movie, Remember, there's a whole ecosystem of actors, small actors, bit actors, people trying to make a big break, many of whom are paid a teeny tiny percentage of what your Chris Hemsworths or your Meryl Streeps are getting. So, part of this deal is about the ongoing money actors get from reruns, which is called residuals. For many, it's the only steady source of income they get. And in the age of streaming, the way content is reused has changed entirely. There's often shorter seasons and longer gaps before new content is filmed. Uh, So like Friends, for example, back in its heyday, a season was 24 episodes, which came out once a week for almost six months, and a new season would be in production while the old one was running. But now an eight episode season can drop in just one day and it could be a year or two before a new one is even commissioned and then filmed and then
0: released. Mm. Speaking of changes in tech, um, AI is part of this debate as well in a way, isn't it?
1: Mm. And both actors and writers want the use of AI limited when it comes to production amid fears that computer generated scripts, audio, video could begin to replace creatives, Mm. which are very fair
0: Mm. concern I reckon. So how long do you reckon this could go on for?
1: Lameel Donovan, do you know how long a piece of string is? <laughs> <laughs> obviously there'll become a point when, because you said the writers are on strike and the actors are on strike, mm. so obviously hopefully there will come a point when these two strikes, uh, the writers and the actors, will start to affect the output mm. of content, especially in an area where we're all hungry. For TV and movies. Uh, when the writers last went on strike, studios countered that by just making more reality TV. Great. So we could be in for Love Island nonstop unless something happens. That's
0: really what the world needs more of is more reality TV, I reckon.
1: New research has come out showing that many teenagers have a more healthy perception of their weight than ever before, but there's a growing concern that things might have swung a bit too far in the other direction. We're going to talk about that in just a second, but if you are enjoying what you're hearing, chuck us a like and a follow on your favourite podcast platform, it'll help other people find us, and it also means you don't even have to try to find us, we're just boom boom in your phone, boom boom, don't know where that came from.
0: I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You
1: don't want to be held to account what, no, on I, what, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate
2: crime statistics. No, I, I promised I wouldn't have a to you that got to do
1: into the National Party's no, attack no, line there. No, I what, think Chris, it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax
0: reduction. Yeah, yeah, I'm not worried about it at all. Nothing if in there. On. That sits with you perfectly that's what we're. That's what we're
2: focused on.
1: Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Well, some new research, proper research too, not just a survey, uh, has found that young people, particularly girls, are changing the way they perceive their own weight.
1: Now, of course, after years, decades of skinny, skinny, skinny messaging, that might sound like a good thing but within reason.
0: Anouk Gerratz from the University of Luxembourg was part of this research team and she's with us now. Hello, how are you?
1: Hello, everybody.
3: I'm fine.
0: Talk us through your your findings. What's changing?
3: Uh, We found that among girls, the correct body weight perception increased over time, while the underestimation of both boys and girls increased but the overestimation decreased over time.
0: Okay, so just to be clear, this is saying that there's been a reduction in young people saying, oh, I'm so fat, but they're actually a perfectly healthy weight?
3: Exactly. It can be that, or in in our study, it can also be that you, uh, you have a normal body weight, but you think that you are too skinny. What are some of the issues with perceiving your own body weight incorrectly? There are many interventions people are, focusing on, on a healthy lifestyle. And yeah, you need to know your own body weight to know how much you need to intervene and how much you need need, need to perform. And yeah, without adding body weight perception, I think to these uh, interventions, they, they will not work that effectively because huh, like they, you can say it, but people need to know when to when to to start and when, when, when to work on it
0: It's super interesting research uh, and really really thorough so thank you very much for, for being a part of that team Anouk Garat and, and thanks so much for joining us today really appreciate it
1: If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you
0: The, the the moment I've <laughs> been waiting for all year. What is
1: it again? I've already forgotten it. In it for you. That's the Labour Party's twenty twenty three general in election it slogan. In
0: it for you. In it for you.
1: I don't know why they didn't didn't take in it to win it. Isn't that the same?
0: I I feel like maybe that leaves um a bit much room for doubt, you know. We're in it to win it, but if we don't, that's fine too, you know?
1: Well, actually, <laughs> speaking that i did there is nothing you can't google by the way i googled worst campaign slogans of all time and the number of articles i came across brilliant uh in the philippines i don't quite know what year this was but a candidate for a local filipino election on his posters it says i'll do my best but i can't but i can't promise anything (laughs) Which I love. Honesty. I, I like that too. Honesty is the best it's, policy. It, it,
0: it's refreshing. It's refreshing. In it for you. It's so, come on, jeez. I mean, God, it's so unimaginative. Sorry to the person who, who wrote that slogan who might well be listening to Newsable because that's what you do if you want to stay informed. But um, in it for you. God, honestly. What's Nationals one?
1: Get New Zealand back on track, I believe. Is it?
0: Get New Zealand back on track, right. What was the Obama one again? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yeah.
1: I do want to I want to I want to stay in the states now that you brought that up because I did find some other really good ones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So in 1928, the New York governor, Alfred Smith, was running for the Democratic nomination mm. and he was anti-prohibition.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: he was known as the wet candidate in terms of like alcohol. Okay. So his slogan was <laughs> Vote for Al Smith and make your wet dreams come true.
0: Stop it! That that sort of it reminds me of uh, uh, in the lead up to the nineteen I think it's the nineteen sixty election where John F Kennedy went up against um, uh, uh, Richard Nixon, and Richard Nic- Nixon's nickname was Dick. Dick Nixon. Yeah, yeah. And so I think a, a big Nixon slogan was "They can't lick our dick."
1: Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw that. <laughs>
0: Anyway, um, let us know your favourite slogans from the world of business or politics or New Zealand small towns. The good, um,
1: the bad and the ugly. Particularly we want the ugly.
0: All. If you if you could send us the ugly, that'd be great. Uh, newsable at stuff.co.nz is our email address. And there are other ways that people can get in touch with them with us as well. And I'm the Imogen. Instagram. Yeah, Instagram's one of them. Um oh, TikTok, TikTok. TikTok TikTok.
1: I well, yeah, don't don't get a touch on TikTok, but definitely follow us on TikTok to see yeah. a couple of funny vids or two. But yeah, Instagram at NewsableNZ. Uh, that's newsable for today. I'm Imogen Wells.
0: I'm Emile Donovan. Thank you very much for listening. We will be back tomorrow at 6 a.m. Be good till then. Behave yourselves and uh, we'll catch later.
1: This pod took time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit staff.co.nz/support.